Hey everyone, before this podcast begins, we want to tell you about some other arts-related podcasts you're going to love. They are The Conduit Music Podcast, Artsville, Gringo and the Man, Art World Horror Stories, and Not Real Art. On these action-packed podcasts, you'll hear experts talk about creativity, design, the music biz, the art world, visual art, American craft, Chicano art, street art, graffiti, and even stand-up comedy. So be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Warning, the Not Real Art Podcast is intended for creative audiences only. The Not Real Art Podcast celebrates creativity and creative culture worldwide. It contains material that is fresh, fun and inspiring and is not suitable for boring old art snobs. Now, let's get started and enjoy the show. and salutations my creative brothers and sisters welcome to the not real art podcast where we talk to the world's most creative people i'm your host sourdough your tireless faithful loyal host coming at you from crew west studio in los angeles thanks again for tuning in i think this is episode 198 198 and, you know, we've established a bit of a tradition, a new kind of tradition over the last few months where the last week or the last episode of the month, which is usually the last week of the month, I'm going to be doing what we're calling auditorials, which is kind of like an editorial, but in audio. <laughs> and, you know, editorials are usually right when somebody's on their soapbox about a topic that they're passionate about. And, so I would rather talk than write. So I'm just going to record my hot topics, if you will, my get on my soapbox and talk about things that are important to me for you guys. And I'm calling them auditorials. So once a month, last week of the month, last episode of the month, stay tuned for my auditorial on a hot topic relevant to you. We've done a few already. One of the more popular ones is why I love collecting art. You might want to check that out, but there's a couple of others. Don't ask me what they are right now because I'm forgetting. But um, <laughs> hey, at least I'm honest. Yeah, so before we get into this one, and by the way, this one's a hot one. I, I really look forward to talk to you about today's topic because I don't know if you know this, but you as an artist are part of a $2 trillion segment of the global economy. And that's not me just saying that. That's proven through research, through very credible organizations. And I want to talk to you about that. It's important for you to know your worth as an artist. It's important for you to know that worth because you're constantly negotiating and talking to people about your prices and your costs and your fees and your rates. And I know it's uncomfortable for artists to have those negotiations, but it helps when you know what you're worth. And today I want to talk about your worth in the global economy. And it's very real. It's very big. And you need to know it to have confidence and feel empowered when you're talking to whoever it might be, galleries or collectors or clients or brands about what your worth is. So I want to talk to you about that. 
And I have a very real research project and report to share with you that will back up what I already knew to be true, which is you guys are a core driver of the global economy. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. But before we get into it, I want you to know that, you know, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do. Please be sure to comment and share this episode uh, with, you know, on social. Helps us out. Also, be sure to go to notrealart.com, our website, and check out all the good, healthy stuff we got for you. And of course, always call and tell us what you're thinking on our hotline, 833-668-7325. Again, 833-668-7325. All right. Well, there's been a lot going on, and I could take time to talk about all these things. I will mention that we just published our first book, Two Tickets to Paradise, a memoir from Cult of Comedy, uh, talking about the life of OGLA stand-up comic Katie Love escaping the cult of Jehovah's Witness and abuse and to find healing in comedy. It's an incredible story. I encourage you guys to check it out. You can get it as an ebook on Amazon, Two Tickets to Paradise. And we're soon launching the audiobook and the print uh, the print book. So please check that out. It's an incredible story. And actually Katie's gonna be on the podcast I think next week talking about the book. So uh, I encourage you guys to uh, read her story. It's inspirational. Trust me, if she can go through what she went through and land on her feet and find happiness in her art, so can you, no matter what. And so it's an inspiring story, and uh, we're so grateful to publish the book with her. And so go check it out. Two Tickets of Paradise by Katie Love. All right, let's get into this. Let's get into this auditorial. Because this for me is a hot topic. I realized the other day that I've been referencing this study for a long time. You know, I often find myself in conversations talking about the value of art and the value of artists in the world, the global economy. And, you know, historically, and I've worked in commercial design and commercial art my whole career. And, you know, it was always a classic kind of debate. In conversation like what is good design worth what is a good brand identity worth what is a really killer package design worth how you know what do you charge for your expertise designing a world-class tier one power brand for procter and gamble or you know new packaging for the tide laundry detergent which i you know used to do that work and you know and so quantifying the value of design of creativity of art has always been a challenge you know, in the fine art, contemporary art world, of course, you know, the price is sort of dictated by any number of things, very opaque, very mysterious in terms of how these prices, you know, why is a painting worth $10,000? And by the way, why is a gallery taking half of that? Why is a painting worth a million dollars? So on and so forth. So, you know, it's hugely subjective, quite frankly. Uh, many times, and it's hard sometimes to, if you don't have data, to have these conversations. And, you know, an artist classically, you don't want to be talking about numbers at all anyway, you know, whether it's math or business or, or negotiations around uh, math and business, you know, it costs pricing fees. Uh, it's, it's not a fun thing for anybody, really. Uh, some people I think probably like it better than others, but I know artists typically hate it. And part of the reason why it's challenging is because you don't know what you're worth. And it's been hard to justify. I mean, you know, how do you justify that painting costing $500 if you've never had a show or shown in a gallery, for example, or $5,000 or whatever the case might be? And how do you justify, you know, that a commission is going to cost X or Y? You know, how do you justify your day rate or your hourly rate 
And, you know, what is the context, right? You know, what world are you operating in? And what's that worth? Well, you know, we obviously operate in the creative industries, right? You know, as artists, as designers, as creatives, we work in the creative industries. And what's that? What are creative industries worth to the global economy? And it's hard. You know, well, historically, it's been hard to kind of have that conversation because we didn't really know. And, you know, and I think for any negotiation, for any artist, no matter who you are, it's critically important for you to know what your time is worth. And again, I mean, yes, yeah, some of these things are subjective, but there's all kinds of things that you can look at and you could kind of use to discern what an hour of your time might be worth, what a day of your time might be worth. And I think that, you know, this is the sort of our best practices in the commercial art side. I mean, if you're a fine artist or contemporary artist, you could learn a lot from the commercial art side in terms of thinking about, you know, what is what is your hourly rate? What is your your day rate? I know artists don't like to think about, well, how many hours do I have in a painting? Well, you know what? Just guesstimate. <laughs> it doesn't you don't have to know exactly you kind of know well yeah i've been working on this for three months probably worked on it a couple hours a week okay so 12 weeks times two hours that's 14 hours right is that right uh, no 24 hours or something <laughs> and so whatever the hours are right it's like okay well, i've got 24 hours on this painting you know i feel like you know, my time is worth, I went to art school or I didn't, and I've been doing this for a year or 10 years. Yes, I have my 10,000 hours. No, I don't have my 10,000 hours. Okay, sure. I don't know. 58, 50 bucks an hour seems fair. All right. 50 times 24, whatever that is. Oh, by the way, plus materials. And by the way, plus a markup. So, you know, th these are just tools and techniques that allow you to kind of help break some of these things down and, and help manage and shine a light and, and help figure out, you know, how to get to a number that feels justified and feels right. But all of this is part of a bigger conversation of like, well, you know, you're part of a creative economy. What is that economy worth? You know, this phrase creative economy, you know, we use, we, you know, we use it a lot, but what does that even mean? The creative economy. And, you know, historically, we didn't really know what it was worth. Well, guess what? In December of 2015, which is you know a few years ago now, seven seven years ago, so it's a little bit dusty the study. But Ernst and Young, the Tier One Global Tier One accounting firm, issued the first global map of cultural and creative industries, and the report was called Cultural Times: The First Global Map of Cultural and Creative Industries. It was released in December 2015. You can Google it and download it for free. And in Ernst & Young, whether you've heard of them or not, uh, trust me, they're a huge accounting firm, global accounting firm, a ton of credibility, been around forever. They basically, let me put it this way, they're really good at math. <laughs> they're really good at math. Uh, they're really good at, at numbers as accountants and finance people. And they were the perfect firm to sort of partner with the United Nations. Yes, that United Nations. And CSAC the International Confederation of Societies of Authors and Composers. And if you don't know who they are, you should check them out at csac.org, C-I-S-A-C.org. Again, the International Confederation of Societies of Authors and Composers. So Ernst & Young partnered with CSAC and the United Nations to quantify once and for all what the creative economy is worth. Globally, and 
let me tell you, when you read this report and you start to understand the numbers that are here, you as an artist, as a creative, can take heart in knowing that you, my friends, are valuable in the world. You drive a huge part of the global economy. And there should be no doubt about that. And there is no doubt about that. And in knowing this, you should find heart and spirit and leverage and in, in, in feel empowered to stand up for your prices and your costs and your fees and however you charge for your time and work. And so could you because it's so important, right, to realize that you're not alone, that you are a part of this bigger th economy and you are you bring a unique value to the world. Right. And that knowing that gives you confidence in your negotiations. Right. So. This report, I definitely want you guys to download it and read it because reading it will bolster your confidence and give you great confidence and clarity about the role. And just to give you some highlights, there are about 29 and a half million jobs worldwide in the creative industries. Let's take a step back. What are the creative industries, right? Well, there's about 11 of them, according to this report. And this report, they looked at 11 sectors in five global regions. And those 11 sectors included visual arts, TV, radio, performing arts, newspapers and magazines, movies, music, gaming, books, architecture, and advertising. Let me read that again. Visual arts, TV, radio, performing arts, newspapers and magazines, movies, music, gaming, books, architecture, and advertising. So if you work in one of these sectors, you are a creative professional. You work in the creative industries and the cultural, so what some people call cultural industries, and you're a part of the creative economy. And that's really important to know and empowering to know. And so when you start to realize that you are part of this global economy across 11 sectors, you can start to see, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm legitimate. I really, I do see here in black and white that indeed we are real and we are strategic and we are important to the global economy. And, you know, yes, this report is seven years old, but you know what? They're going to issue a new one at some point in the not too distant future, I'm sure, because these reports tend to get updated, you know, every so many years. The first one's always the hardest one. Now that they've done the this one, it'll be a bit easier to do the second one. But it had never been done before 2015. So this was quite a revelation. And all of this is a revelation. It should be a revelation to you when you realize that you are a part of a $2 trillion economy globally. Think about that. $2 trillion. And it's all in this report. That's why I want you guys to download this report and read it. Because you can start to see that as an artist, as a designer, as a creative, as a producer, as a writer, as a dancer, as a musician, as a, you know, a gaming programmer, gaming designer, as an architect, you are part of this huge, huge $2 trillion global economy. And I would argue, however, that, you know, this is probably underperforming, you know, because there's probably a lot more upside here for artists and designers and creatives to, to grow the economy because as 
we become more savvy in business and more savvy around what we're worth to the world. We're going to negotiate better deals and we're going to end up making more money. Part of, you know, part of the reason why I think this is only $2 trillion is because artists and creators are typically kind of shitty at business. <laughs> They're not, you know, not always great at business and, you know, maybe have uh, don't negotiate, you know, good deals and feel like, you know, they've got to say yes to bad deals because it's Nike or because it's, you know, it's money on the table. And, you know, at the end of the day, you should never say yes to a bad deal. And you should know what your worth is. And when you know what your worth is, you can say no. The power of saying no, the power of walking away from a bad deal. You do not want to be, get exploited, be exploited. And so many times we're exploited because we don't understand what we're worth. And we don't know our value. And we open ourselves up to exploitation and we make ourselves vulnerable because we don't understand that we're part of a $2 trillion global economy. And, you know, this is huge, guys. This is huge. And I feel like when you start to recognize and realize your true value and your true worth in the world, you, you walk a little taller, you, you, your shoulders are back, your, your spine is straight, your head is high, your chin is up, and you can walk down the street and know your worth. And this is, you know, so this was, this study was huge because it really did shine a light and pull the curtain back on, on a huge question that's been sort of vexing me for a long time over the years as I've sort of been on the commercial art side initially as a graphic designer and then eventually as a brand strategist and, you know, trying to justify that we needed a hundred thousand dollars for a project or, you know, a million dollars for a project. And so this kind of information, this kind of intel, this kind of data, what we, I guess what we call market research is really empowering and critical for us to start negotiating better deals for us, making making more money for ourselves and our families and, and just knowing our worth. Because when you know what you're worth, you have more leverage, you're more empowered to hold firm and negotiate better deals for yourself. And so let, let there be no doubt, let there be no debate that if you're an artist, if you're a designer, if you're a creative, if you're a producer, if you're a writer, if you're a dancer, if you're a musician, if you're a programmer, when you are part of a significant economy, a significant industry, the creative industries that are global, that comprise 11 sectors, and that drive the global economy. And by the way, we can grow that when we start to know who we are. And so whether you work in the visual arts or TV or radio or performing arts or newspaper or magazines or movies or music or gaming or books or architecture or advertising, you can be proud and know your worth and know that Whatever it is that you are working on, that there's real value there. And yes, of course, you've got to sharpen your pencil and figure out what a reasonable market-friendly rate is for your work, for your time. And then, you know, figure that out because that's a key data point that you've got to know to be able to justify and negotiate. But it's just so empowering and important to understand that you're part of a macro economy, a macro environment that allows you to look somebody in the eye and say, you know what, did you know I'm part of a $2 trillion economy that artists and designers are core drivers of and, and this price is justified. So that's about it. I just wanted to share this with you. I encourage you to go download Google. Google the Cultural Times study. Cultural Times, the first global map of cultural and creative industries. I'll put a link in the show notes as well. 
and download it. It's a PDF. Read it. And it's so it's really, it's really powerful stuff. It's really powerful stuff. So please get in there and enlighten yourself. Get some knowledge. Get some uh, wisdom. Because I'm dropping it here, people. Dropping wisdom. This is what we do. This is what Sourdough does here on the Not Real Art Podcast with our audio tutorials. And so without further ado, I guess we will sign off for today. And just know that, know your worth. Know you're part of something big, something valuable, something significant. And that's a $2 trillion global economy called the creative industries of which you are a vital, vital part of. So with that, have a fantastic holiday season and we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Not Real Art Podcast. Please make sure to like this episode, write a review and share with your friends on social. Also, remember to subscribe so you get all of our new episodes. Not Real Art is produced by Crew West Studios in Los Angeles. Our theme music was created by Ricky Peugeot and Desi Deloro from the band Parlor Social. Not Real Art is created by We Edit Podcast and hosted by Captivate. Thanks again for listening to Not Real Art. We'll be back soon with another inspiring episode celebrating creative culture and the artists who make it.